So guys told us a welcome to your own house. We are blessed. Welcome. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. As you have heard, my name is Tolesa Gudina. Many of you may not be able to pronounce that. It's the most beautiful name on earth. <laughs> I am gonna share um, something about prayer. Because in the Amharic uh, session in the morning, we talked about prayer. We are going, I'm going to share with you about concerning the importance of prayer. The importance of prayer is the importance of talking with God. The importance that you listen to God, that God listens to you. Can you imagine that God listens to you? Okay, for me it's okay, but you? No, I cannot imagine that. But he does. He's so lovely. He's so amazing God. He li listens to each one of us. And uh, so I am gonna speak a little bit about the importance of prayer. I know all of you pray, but it's good to hear it again and again because it is a source of life. It is a source of relationship. It is a source of communication. It is a source that heaven, by which the heaven comes to earth to each one of us and that we communicate life to others by through prayers. And the scripture reading is from the Gospel of Luke chapter 11 I've asked Pastor Zeru to read for me. Would you stand up and read it? If you can read it, please. Luke chapter 11, verse 1. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Continue at 13. 13. Forgive us our sins as we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. 
and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Praise Jehovah God. Father, we love you. We thank you. We adore you. And we pray that you may share the bread of life to each one of us. That we may see something important in our lives. That we may experience your closeness, your love, your care every day and now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus Christ is the son of the living God who came from eternal eternity to the planet Earth to liberate humanity from the bondage of sin and death. If we care and what, and what, be, uh, what to know how he wanted to do it, he wanted to liberate each one of us and humanity as a whole. And the way he did it is, he, by living a life, the life he lived, the way he walked, the principle he gave, the love he showed, the power he manifested, the truth he communicated, the light he shone, the evil he exposed, the message he delivered, the power he displayed, the life he sacrificed, we have to know his prayer life and what he told about it. Jesus did mighty things. He did mighty things, even though teaching and preaching are very important to, the, the, to spread the, king, the gospel of the kingdom. He didn't give up. I mean, he didn't give much attention to that. But he told his disciples about the importance of prayer and that his power. If you have a prayer life, you have a power in your life. Without prayer, you don't have life. So Jesus Christ told his disciples why they should pray, how they should pray, when they should pray, because he had something, I mean, the, the the way we pray brings heaven to earth, and then we communicate, we communicate with eternal Father, eternal God. And so that is why Jesus taught his disciples the importance of prayer. Genuine prayer life brings genuine fullness. Fullness with the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is to be filled with the power of God. It is to be filled with the love of God, with the peace of God, and with the joy of God, with the mind of God, with the tongue of God, with the fire of God, with the life of God, with the wisdom of God, with the glory of God, with the passion of God, which is needed 
for our genuine revival, uh, for genuine revival of our nations, every nation on earth. It doesn't matter if it is the West or the East. It doesn't matter unless they are touched by the presence of the living God. Unless they are touched by the spirit of the living God. There is no much hope in them. So many of them are so uh, very, very technologically advanced. They are studying about the universe. I heard about two years ago, they have now studying about a universe, about two planets that is six trillion years, light years away. Six trillion light years away. What does that mean to you? Huh? It's not to go to Gojam or to somewhere here. It's far, far away beyond Walaga. <laughs> Two, six trillion. When I heard that, I fell down before God for his greatness, for his power, for his ability to do all these mighty things. Our God is a great God. So he is willing to talk with you, simple, ignorant, limited. He is willing to talk with you. Isn't that amazing? If this doesn't amaze you, what amazes you? Christ, the Son of the living God. And he is saying, and we, when we pray, something happens. It brings genuine fullness, fullness with the Holy Spirit. I became a person I know that, I, I came to know that Christ is somebody. He's not somebody. He's the greatest creator when he touched me with his Holy Spirit. And uh, so God is at work in the power of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, that each one of you, I don't care which denomination you are from, what kind of doctrine you, you were taught, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you are touched by the spirit of the living God. That your life is transformed. That you know who this God is. And now, as in, we, in our nation, we have a problem. Really, we have a problem. You don't have to, I don't have to preach from here. Because you know it. What's going on? We have a civil war. We have so many complications. There is hunger, there is this, there is this, there are tribalism, and all these things. Things. What can break that? What can bring that to really our nation to unity, to be united, to be a nation that God wants us to be? That is the power of the living God. By the power of the Spirit. Whoever you are, wherever some of you must be from other African countries, Africa really needs the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter where you are from. We need the power of the living God. We need the Holy Spirit of the living God. That can bring healing. That can bring prosperity. That can bring peace and joy. 
then we can work together, we can work together, we can grow together, and we can do the work of the living God together. Now we are fighting and we are against each other in all this, and God has a solution for that. So what is the solution? Prayer. Genuine prayer when God people prays. Yes, we need God-sent revival without which we cannot fulfill our mission on earth. But how do we prepare ourselves for it? We prepare ourselves by the word of God. The Bible is the word of God. The word of God is the sword of the spirit. It has a piercing power. There is nothing on earth. There are many people uh, who write such amazing literature and they get Nobel Prize. And they get every year. But there is no literature. There is no book that has ever written more than this book. It is amazing living word of the living God that made us alive that changed our lives, that changed our direction, that spoke to us and made us new creation. We love God, we thank God for the word of God. The word of God is a, a, is a divine mirror. It shows us who we are. It shows us who we are. Who are you? Have you seen yourself? Have you seen your being, your history, your background through your book, this book? When you see it, you will be amazed. You will be amazed how God does his work. His word is mighty. His word is at work. This word shows ourselves to make necessary changes. And uh, you, here you, are, you have seen, we have to see ourselves in this book. Then we know who we are. The word of God is a hammer. The truth hammers, it hammers whatever is not needed. It hammers whatever is unimportant in our lives. He does that. We praise God for it. The word of God is like water. It is a cleansing agent. It, change, it challenges every aspect of our life. Have you been washed by the power of this word? Our minds, our lives, our visions should be washed, should be uh, in, this, uh, in the word of God. The word of God is like water. The word of God is like silver. It's, it's tried and purified. The word of God is a truth and it's always there. It can speak, it can change, it can transform people, it can lead. I can tell you so many important, uh, questions, uh, important decisions that I made in my life that helped me to which school I should go, when I should leave Ethiopia and go to foreign country. It is by the word of God. I never heard any prophet. The word of God said, you have to get up. 
When the time was so hard, no one is allowed to leave Ethiopia. Sunday, they, I, was, uh, I was so tired because it was a long day of ministry. I came home and I, was, I knelt down just, just because I have to kneel down before I sleep. It's not because I have desire to pray because I, I, am, I was so tired. And the word of the Lord came to me from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, and said, it's time for you to leave. And within six days, at that time, not a person, a simple person or a student like me, but those, even the, uh, the, um, the officials of the country were not allowed to leave the country. But I, the Lord spoke to me, he made it, and I was on my way on the eighth day. And I went out by jet. It's not, I, I didn't go over the, uh, in the desert as other people did. And as a matter of fact, <laughs> by the way, I didn't even know that people can flee from Ethiopia on borders by feet. I heard it when I left the country in the, from outside and they told me, how did you get here? He said, I came through Sudan. How did you get here? Through Kenya, through Somalia, through Djibouti. I didn't know that people do that. Because I, I don't know that, the Lord prepared a jet for me and he took me out. <laughs> Praise Jehovah God, I love him. I love this God. And he cares for each one of you. Why are you here today? Because he has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your future. He has a plan for the way you should go, where you should go, how you should live. The Lord Jehovah has a plan for each one of you. So God showed me through his word, his plan for my life. And I believe that so many of you have experienced it this love of God, the word of God, because the word of God is so trustworthy. Believe it. Even when the word, the Lord speaks to me, it's not a matter of emotion. It is not about a kind of a psychological influence or something. It is the word of God. It is like God. And he is, he means it when he speaks it. He means it. So accept it. Just obey it. Whatever it is, obey it. It doesn't matter because God has a plan by his word for each one of us and for our lives. The word of God is like fire. It burns the dross in us. It cleanses our being with the power of love. It is with the power of love. If you don't have the word of God, you don't have love. If you don't have love, you don't have life. It is, it is like that. It's as simple as that, my friends. Why do we hate each other? Why do we go to war? What is the problem? What is the problem, especially of our nation? We are the same people. We live in the same land. We were born here. We were brought up here. Of course, there are other people, I mean, uh, white people who came from West or from somewhere else. But I'm just talking about our nation, about our people, about many of you from here. 
Why do we hate each other? Where did, he, where did we get that? Why should we do that? But the word of God, lack of the word of God, that we are confused and then we are confusing each other. But now, the word of the Lord is coming and the Lord of the Lord is healing. The word of the Lord is coming to our palace and the word of the Lord is coming to our government. The word of God is coming to our officials. The word of God is coming to our universities. The word of God is coming all over and we are going to be transformed. We are going to be the people, the nation that God wants us to be. The same for all of us, the same for all people of all over Africa or Europe or America or China or Europe, I mean Asia. Yes, the word of the Lord is like fire. It is like fire. And the word of the Lord is like a lamp. It lights our way. When you travel, where do you go? Where is, what is your destiny? What is your ad address? Where do you go? Lamp. The word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is like a lamp and it, is, it shows our way. Read the word. Read the word. It has life in it. I assure you, I assure you, the word of the Lord has life in it. This is not a newspaper. This is not a kind of magazine or some books or novels and, and so on. No. This word came from the heart of God. And they spoke to us, and we are, we are so privileged to read this word, to, to abide by this word, to obey this word, to walk with this word. We love him, and pray, blessed be his holy name forever and ever. We thank God for the word of the Lord Jehovah. That we have to read it. And Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. And the word of the Lord says that. I asked Mr. Pastor Zeru again to read it for me. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of the Lord is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Thank you. The word of the Lord is alive. It must, it is, 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 yes, it's alive here, but it should be in me. It should talk to me. It should lead me, guide me, and correct me, and challenge me. The word of the Lord is amazing. Therefore, genuine prayer needs genuine application of the word of God. 
genuine prayer needs genuine application of the word of god it needs repentance do we have anything in us to repent of before god today have you ever thought of repentance as a matter of fact repentance should be our lifestyle our lifestyle christian should repent we should repent because we are always we are in this life we are not taken to heaven we are not that much spiritual that we may not make any mistakes but we always need that the spirit of repentance and that necessity before god god i need you forgive me forgive forgive me repent and make your way right repent and make your way right repent david repented peter repented paul repented and all men of god and uh, women of god repented repentance is so crucial for me and for you to walk with god every day of our lives then we can see clearly we can know clearly how to walk where to do what to do when to do it we have to repent in proverbs chapter 28 verse 13 it says he who humble he he who he who humbly confesses his sins with true repentance and faith shall find mercy from god he who humbles and confesses his sins and if you humble yourself and confess your sins with uh, with true repentance and faith shall find mercy from god it say uh, uh, from god and this is from proverbs 28:13 yes we have to repent repent the way you look at people repent if you don't have anything to repent i will give you something you have to repent about and you have to repent about my english you say this guy dies in this speaking why does he bother us you have to repent it <laughs> repentance yes and then true genuine prayer needs humility humility is associated uh, essential for right relationship with god and men and proverbs 22 verse 4 it says humility and the fear of the lord leads to riches honor and long life humility we have to be humble the problem we have in our nation is we just don't know how to be humble we need humility we have to be humble we have to be able to forgive and we have to be able to address our problems openly we have to be, we have to be able to hug each other because we are the same people 
So this humility is needed for everyone, for our guests who are here from all over Africa, or from all over, from United States, from Europe, or somebody from somewhere else. You really need to be humble. Humility is just what God wants from us. Unless you are humble, you have nothing with God. Humble. You be humble. And, and the devil is the only thing that is so proud he doesn't want to hear even about humility. We need humility. Humility is essential for right relationship with God and man. It needs prayer, genuine prayer needs honesty. Be honest in all your ways. Be honest in what you do. Be honest in your life. Be honest to your spouses. Be honest to your children. Be honest to your governments. Honesty is so crucial. We have to be honest. God honors honesty. Then we can pray. Honest people can pray because God is really touching them. God loves honest people. Genuine prayer needs patience. Patience is the fruit of the Spirit. Patience. Patience in your prayer. Patience in your walk. Patience in your work. Patience in your marriages. Patience as, as parents. We need patience. And the way we, uh, uh, we, we show the world is by being a patient person. We have to be patient. Patience is so crucial for our lives and because it is a fruit of the Spirit. Genuine prayer needs love. Without love, everything is useless. Love is the end of all gifts. It's the end of all gifts. Love is the end of all revelations. Love is the, the end of all power. There is no power on earth like the power of love. So if you are a man of prayer, a woman of prayer, you have to be a man of love, a woman of love. Without love, we cannot pray. Without love, we cannot address God. Love that changes. Love that, that liberates. Love that heals. Love that transforms. We need love and genuine prayer needs love. It needs love. It needs genuine prayer. Needs forgiveness. Here is the thing that each one of us, each one of us in this place, in this sanctuary, should really talk to God before we leave this place. Each one of us. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter from where you are. But each one of us should talk with God about this, about forgiveness. Have you forgive yourself? Have you 
Many people, it is so hard. They say, psychologists tell us that it is so hard. It is easier to forgive others than to forgive oneself. Have you forgiven yourself? And then, have you forgiven others? And then, have you asked forgiveness from others? Forgiveness is so essential that every Christian should know. We are so emotional. We can do things that we shouldn't do because we get emotional. So we have to be able to forgive. About a few months ago, all of you know that the diaspora people were invited here. And uh, I, I couldn't go, I, couldn't, I didn't come at that time. But I follow what they are saying on, uh, on the social media, what they are doing. Suddenly, one morning, I heard there were some prisoners who were released from prison. And they, those are a very famous, very, I mean, aggressive killers who killed the generation, I should say. I was so angry about them. And when they were in prison, I was so happy. And uh, so when I heard they were released, I said, this government, this is crazy. How on earth do they do this? So I couldn't pray. I couldn't do anything. In night and day, I was thinking about this thing, about how, why? No one gave me an answer. On the second day in the morning, I was in a swimming pool. Sadly, I saw a mirror. That mirror showed who I was. It never showed my face. That I was so hopeless. That I was a sinner without hope, without future. How, do, how on earth do I get angry for all the people who are released from prison? I was so touched by that, I cried before God. God, forgive me. That is your life. He, saw, he showed me my past life, my life without Christ. And those people, their life is without Christ. How do you judge them? If they, even if they do more than this. Of course, they have done enough. But I was so angry. At that time, I knelt down. I repented. I asked God for forgiveness. I start love, the love of the Lord came into my heart that moment and I start to pray for them that they may get, that they may know Jesus Christ before they die. That is the most important thing in life. Are you angry? 
Are you angry at Ethiopian government? Have you repented of that? It's today that you repent. Have you are you are you angry about Tigrians? You have to repent today. Are you angry about Oromos? Yeah, you have to kneel down. About Amara, about this, about that. And are you angry about Americans? And many social media, they say, oh, America is like that, America is this, they did this and did this, and the Chinese is beside us. Chinese is beside you? So when you say something about a nation, you have to be careful. So be sure, know what you are talking about the West. Whatever they did, whatever they are doing, I'm not saying everything they do is right or wrong. I'm not saying that. Many of I hate it. I hate what they are doing about homosexuality. I hate it when they are coming and get involved, get involved in things that doesn't concern them. I hate that. But still, there are many godly people who are praying, who are working, who are supporting. And our children are going to best schools in the United States. And our people are working in every hospital, every famous universities. Our people are lecturing there. They are teaching. They are doing many things. We would rather repent. We would rather prepare the place for them here, that they may come and support the nation than saying, oh, those who are over there. We have to work. Yes, we have to repent. Repentance and forgiveness. Ask God for, to, for forgiveness that he may forgive you. You need forgiveness. You need forgiveness. Last week, I was somewhere in, in African countries and I talked about forgiveness and the whole congregation got up. They said we need forgiveness. We need God's touch on our life. Genuine prayer needs faith. And Hebrews chapter 11 tells us what faith is all about. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. By faith we understand everything that God did, that the universe was formed at God's command so that what he is seen was not made out of what was visible. Faith, we need faith. We love God by faith. Genuine prayer needs expectancy. Expect him to meet your needs. Expect his visitation anytime, anywhere. Expect his touch, expect his gifts, expect his healing, expect his message, expect his voice. Expect it anytime. Many times when I was walking on the street, I just, without knowing, God says something. 
which when I prayed, when I really wanted, it was not there. But without my expectation, God shows up. Without your expectation, God shows at your home. He comes on your way. He comes at your workplace. He comes through people who don't, even don't know God. God speaks and God shows up. We love God. We thank God. Genuine prayer needs vision. What do we want to accomplish in our lives? What is your vision? Is it just working, eating, and dying? Or what is your vision in this life? Have you heard from God anything that God says, I want you there. You have to do this for me. Vision, prayer needs vision, vision from God. That is very important. What do we want to see in our lives, in our churches, in our nations? Have a vision. My vision is something that my people, my people is reconciled, get together, work together, live together, thank God together. I want to see that before I am, I leave this earth. That is my cry. That's what I live for and what I'm praying for. That everyone comes with love. Uh, uh, we have started something that is called in Ethiopia. What is in Ethiopia and Amharic? What is in Ethiopia and Amharic? It's a kind of honest king. Pure. Sincere. Sincere. Ethiopia means Ethiopians who are sincere. Who are very sincere. So we are, we have started uh, an Ethiopia organization. In this organization, one of the plan is to declare National Appreciation Day. And National Appreciation Day, we are gonna smile. There are 365 days in Ethiopia. And, and then we can live the way we want to live 364 days, but we want one day, the day we can smile for everyone. We smile because he's a tree, I mean, he's God's creation. We smile because everybody is, has a value. Can you smile for a person who is beside you? You have a good taste. It's all like you nice smile are gonna like. Yeah. You have to smile. Why are you so serious? Don't take yourself so serious and die. So we are gonna declare one day, the day everybody smiles. We smile for everyone. Why? 
because we really, what we need is not uh, angry faces, angry people. At least we need some people who can smile, who can love, who can say something good, something nice. National Appreciation Day. You might be <laughs> amazed about this. When we say national, as, um, uh, uh, national, uh, national uh, Appreciation Day, we wanted to put that appreciation in Amharic. No one could say, there were six words that they said, six, uh, yeah, six words that they said, gave us. But then we sent to university, to the linguistic department, and said, How, what shall we say appreciation in Amharic? They kept us for two weeks. There is no word for appreciation in Amharic. <laughs> I said, why not? Because we don't have the culture of appreciation. Isn't that amazing? The Lord Jehovah is bringing the culture, not only the culture, the spirit of appreciation to this land. We are gonna smile for each other. We are gonna laugh for each other. We are gonna hug each other. We just don't talk about Amaras any longer, about Tigrians, about Grages, about Amaras, about, about Oromos, about this, about that. We are, gonna, we are gonna talk about human beings who are loving each other, who can live together, who can hug each other. In the name of Jesus, this can happen. Amen. I mean, this can happen. Yes. Yes. Genuine prayer needs determination. Determination to ask. Don't stop asking. Don't stop seeking. Don't stop uh, knocking and waiting. The Lord Jesus said, knock. Why do you knock? Why do you need to knock? Because there are things that you haven't seen, you haven't even thought about, that is there for you. So knock. And Jesus said, knock. So we need determination. Genuine prayer needs obedience. Obedience to hear God's word and act accordingly. Obedience. Be obedient. Whatever God says, please, this is not about emotion. This is not about uh, something uh, about psychological or something about uh, anybody's feelings. It's not about feeling. Obedience, the word of God said it, and you have to obey it, that's it. We have to obey the word of God. Obedience, genuine Prayer needs obedience. If you don't obey, you have no prayer life. Obedience. Obedience. It is not the matter of emotion or feelings. It is a matter of God's word. Genuine prayer needs holiness. You shall be holy, for I, the Lord, your God, is holy. Be holy. There is eternal holiness by which we are uh, sanctified forever by the blood of Christ. That's not what we do.
do for ourselves God has done for us. And there is temporary one which God said, be holy in your walk, in your talk, in what you do, be holy. Prayer, you fight your war on your knees. Fight your war on your knees, not on boundaries, on, on here, there and here. Be with God. I love God. I thank God. Blessed be the name of Jehovah God.